Hey everyone, this is Miss Self Love, and I'm so excited for today's episode because I have a very special guest. His name is Kent Gant, and he is a relationship coach and he is an author. He has a book called The 23 Heartbeats, and it's about healthy relationships and reading about how you can maintain healthy relationships in your life. And I really feel like that's what the society needs today is to learn how to maintain healthy relationships. So I have him on my podcast today so he can give us some advice and talk about his book and just give us some great advice on maintaining healthy relationships, okay? So, Ken, do you want to say hi to everyone? Hey, how is everybody doing? <clears throat> okay, great. So, I'm just going to get right into it, Ken. Okay. I just want you to tell us tell us about your book, why you chose the title, and why you decided to write this book. <clears throat> well, um, I got 23 heartbeats because... The, the number 23 in the biblical numerics means God is with us. And the the whole concept behind 23 heartbeats, he is um, God showing up in your life, in your relationship life, your personal life, um, and any aspect of your life to show you and remind you how he's been with you through each and every pitfall, uh, mountaintop experience, the good and the bad. So, uh, uh, 23 Heartbeats, like you said, is a relationship type book. The subtitle is A Lifelong Guide That Compl- Complements Love in All Relationships. And like I said, that's exactly what it does. It's like a roadmap or a guide, if you will, to the best thriving relationships that we can have today known to mankind. So 23 Heartbeats. Wow, that is amazing. And um, everyone, you can get his, Kent's Instagram is Kent Gant Jr. So that's K-E-N-C-G-A-N-T-J-R. And you can click on the link in his bio to send you to Amazon so you can get his book. So Kent, I just want to know, I went on Amazon and I looked through the synopsis. So I just want you to discuss chapter two for us on double standards. Can you explain what that chapter is about? Yeah, double standards. Uh, it's one of my favorite chapters in the book. When I actually talk about a, a story, I took a story that I know of uh, some people that was that's really close to me. And um, my best friend, one of my best friends at the time, and she was going through a lot of double standards in her family life. As a matter of fact, double standards can be in relationship as well as spouses, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. But double standards don't stop. It doesn't start or stop right there. Um, they can also be um, brothers and sisters, uh, co-workers and church members and things like that. But in this particular, um, these particular examples that I chose to point out in my book is when my, my friend, she, her and her sister, she had a younger sister, and these two girls had three brothers, so it was five of them in all. And um, uh, they wanted to go to this party uh, in, you know, down at the downtown square. They wanted to go to this party. And in the process or in the midst of uh, getting their mom's permission to go to this party, um, the mom always made sure that one of the brothers ended up going to the party with the two sisters because she just didn't trust or she just didn't uh, 
have she just didn't have the best regulation of the sisters being okay by themselves. So they asked the brothers that they want to go to the party, and all three of the brothers said no. They didn't want to be there. So of course the mom, uh, mom being a single parent, she turned the girls down from going to the party, and so the girls were able to get together and convince one of the brothers to to actually say yes, he'll be their driver. Yes, he'll go to the party. He'll chaperone because all three of the brothers, like I said before, are older than the two sisters. And so since they were able to tell them, since they were able to get the brother to say yes, he would go. Their mom actually let them go to the party. And um, to make a long story short, um, the best part, you know, to make the long story short, you have to read the book for the rest. But it's um, the whole concept behind it is uh, the brothers could go to parties, football games, basketball games, or whatever the case may be, without any type of chaperone or supervision. But for the girls to go to any of these events, they must have they one of their brothers, at least one of them, to kind of see about them and chaperone them, which is um, a, a highly, that's highly, uh, uh, that's a, what's the word? Uh, it's just a highly frustrating yeah. situation. Uh, it's double standards in, in all regards, but it's just a frust. I guess the best word I could use right now is frustrating. That's a highly frustrating yeah. situation because you know when when we're young and young adults, uh, we feel like we're grown and we feel like we can do this and do that. And if if they can do it, why I can't do it? You know that type of syndrome. So yeah, double standards and uh, insecurities and things like that are a big major topic and issue when it comes to relationships amongst uh, men and women. So yeah, that's that's the that's the best example I gave in this particular chapter. That is amazing. And I love the way you relate double standards back to when we're children. Cause I remember that happened to me with my brother, he was older than me and he would have to take out the garbage and I would have to do dishes or something. It was always something like that. And I wasn't supposed to take out the garbage because I was the female. So it starts when we're children. So I want to, um, that also carries on to when we're adults. So I am going to ask a question that I know my audience wants you to answer because you're a man and we have to pick your brain today. So <laughs> double standards as when you go into... Um, a grown-up or adulthood, men are able to have different women. Some men are able to have different women and cheat and things like that, and they get away with it. And if they cheat, maybe the woman has to forgive them, and the woman can't do any of that, or she's a hoe, or the man will automatically leave and nobody will want to be with her. But a man can do a lot of that and get away with it and so you know in our society in some parts not everyone is doing it but some people are and that's a big problem with toxic relationships i spoke about toxic relationships um on episode three of my podcast where i spoke about cheating and toxic relationships so what do you think about that double standard in society that a lot of women are struggling with and men are struggling with as well where the man can cheat and the woman has to just go out and do what? Like, what do you think about that? What advice do you have for men and women on that kind of toxic relationship? Well, when it comes to um, the cheating aspect, it's, it's never good from, from any party of the relationship, men or women. 
I do not recommend it. But I know we we don't live in a perfect society. We don't live in a perfect world. And I know it happens each and every day to innocent people that it doesn't, uh, it, it's not fair to and it doesn't belong to them. Um, <clears throat> because when you cheat, you're ultimately breaking trust and you're ultimately causing those insecurities that I also talk about in, in that chapter two. But yeah, you're causing insecurities amongst each other. You're causing, um, you're causing society to look at the other person as if it's okay to to, to cheat. Um, men, we need to realize as the man that you know we're looked at as in a leadership role. You know, regardless of your financial status, regardless of your ethnic background, your ethnicity, um, uh, that word almost got me. But anyway, it, okay. regardless of any social status or social class differentials, we as men are looked at as the forerunners. We're, we're supposed to hit the ground running, provide for our, our women, provide for our families, potential families. We're supposed to make leadway. Um, we don't really supposed to be out there doing anything that's going to jeopardize the trust or the friendship in the relationship because I believe the best uh, lovers are best friends first. <clears throat> so you don't want to do anything in the first place to jeopardize that. But when you do, and if you do, you got to earn that trust back. And ladies, what I would say is, yeah, working on forgiveness when it comes to a situation like that, yeah, I understand it's tough. Um, but if you want it to work, and if you want to pursue a life with that person, then yes, of course, forgive. But also another big thing, a part of that forgiveness is forgetting I'm not saying that you have to forget right away because I know it's not, it's not, let's just be real about it. It's not going to happen overnight because that trust, that bond that that other person has violated is now needs to be rebuilt because it's shattered. Your heart's broken. You're shattered. You're not in a good place. You're not in a, you're probably not in a good headspace um, for anything like that. And it does make for a toxic relationship, but that's why men in the in the four like I said the forerunners we must already think ahead let's kind of let's put our thinking caps on fellas I'm not I'm not downgrading you guys by any means of the imagination but what I'm saying is we must think a lot more than we do as a society as a whole um the young generation mid-age generation even older generation we got to take responsibilities for our actions we can't we can't um we can't just go out here doing whatever, however, what we please to do and not think about the, the consequences behind our actions. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction of the same extent. So uh, let's think about the future of our women. Let's think about our society as, as a whole. Let's think about uh, showing love, not hate, showing faithfulness, loyalty, Where's the loyalty gone in our in our men? We need to show that we are loyal. We need to show that we are trustworthy. And we need to work hard every single day to make our woman uh, proud to be with us as a relationship. That sounds amazing. I have like 5 million questions for you, but I know we don't have <laughs> that many, that much time. Just answer this one really short. I don't know how many men are listening this but just in case there's a couple which there should be a lot but 
Well, the how do men like fight temptation? Because there's temptation everywhere. Uh, when it gets hot outside, there's even more temptation. <laughs> so how do men fight temptation? Like, what are they supposed to do with their private parts? Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's a mind thing. What do you What do you suggest? How do they fight temptation? A lot of times, um, believe it or not, and we society classifies women as being emotional but the truth of the matter is men we're emotional too we're all created in god's image and i can always relate everything back to the bible but when it comes to being faithful not being tempted even when temptation is present or is near um the best thing to do about temptation is just to shut it down at the roots And I say shut it down at the root because when you go to the root of a thing, you go to the beginning of a matter, that's where you can you can fight the, the enemy off uh, the best. Like you, you need to be sure, and I'm making sure that I say this the correct way, but be sure to cross all your uh, T's and dot all your I's because temptation, like you said, it lies at every, every waking door and it hot, whether it's hot outside, cold outside, whether it's sunshiny days or rainy days, you're going to have good days in relationships. You're going to have bad days in relationships. But what makes it worthwhile isn't your ability to avoid the temptation. It, it, believe it or not, it's not the, uh, it's not the, you know, when you see another woman closing your eyes and walking around like you don't see nothing. <laughs> I mean, because women women would love us just to do that but (laughs) i'm serious but to to be honest about the whole situation it's not it's not about the absence of temptation but it's about the presence of temptation but what are you doing while in the presence now there is a word that i like to use and it's called commitment most most relationships that last the longest aren't results of no temptation or fighting temptation off or um you know on your own or it's not a result of just no temptation altogether but the relationships that last the most and has the most success is a result of commitment when a man makes uh his makes a young lady his lady you now have committed yourself to that one young lady vice versa it makes uh, just the same for women because sometimes women are tempted and temptation are out there with women when you see a man that has more money than your man or have bigger triceps than your man or whatever the case may be that's the same rules apply it's it's the commitment of the individuals excuse me that actually makes the difference the commitment is the glue that holds a relationship together in the presence of temptation. That is that is great advice. I'm glad you gave it to men and women because sometimes women do see guys with money and things like that and think the grass is greener as well. But that's just the way society shapes our brain and I also want to get back to um I want to ask a question about music because I know in your book you say how music 
affects the children and their way of thinking. And I also want to make a point that it affects the adults too, and adults don't even realize it. Like when it's a lot of music talking about side chicks and men having different women, and then there's some music talking about, you know, women like men with cars and money and things like that. That's not only affecting the children, that's also affecting the uh, the adults as well and they don't even realize I only listen to like a lot of self-affirmation music I listen to rap but it has to be like self-affirmation songs and motivational songs and things like that so what do you have to say about the music affecting adults like and they don't even realize it when the men are hearing music about being with different women and the women are hearing music about being with men with all this money like how do you stay in a healthy relationship when people don't even realize the music around them is affecting them on a daily basis like what advice do you have for somebody trying to stay in a healthy relationship with that or in a toxic relationship with that like what is your advice on that well when it comes to the music um everybody each individual needs to realize that a song is made by artists that get paid to say these lyrics are they there these people the beyonce's of the world the the jay-z's of the world um whoever else little baby and whoever's popping right now i'm not sure uh who's all out there right now but like Uh like you were saying i listen to self-affirmation music myself inspirational music i write inspirational books and i like to surround myself with those types of things but as far as the, the rap culture and I have nothing against the rap culture right. but um, as far as that is concerned it, like I said these people are getting these artists are getting paid to represent something of an idol in the in the eyes of society these people having millions of followers having thousands hundreds and thousands of views <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> on the video and the people that are society that are following these 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 guys and these girls who are rapping and singing about lust, sex, fast money, cars, uh, the, the 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 things of this world, those are just images to get in the individual's mind to make them think this is what relationship is all about. And if the person that I'm talking to doesn't possess these things, then I'm wasting my time or I'm talking to somebody quote unquote lame and it's just it makes it makes uh sad for a society that is kind of mindless it's almost like a zombie or uh, Uh brainwashing the youth the music is brainwashing the youth and thinking that it's, it's thinking that you know this is all there is to life this is what i gotta look forward to if i don't find a man that's very successful if i don't find a man with a bunch of money making the the money phone to his ear if i don't find somebody with a bunch of chains on their neck then i don't have the right type of guy vice versa Mm -hmm. with uh, with the with the guys if i don't find a lady who is uh slim in the waist, thickening thickening mm-hmm. the, the hips, and if I don't find a lady who's c- compatible, or a lot of different women, it promotes for the men to have a lot of different women around right, them. Right, or if, if I don't have four or five different yeah. girlfriends, then I'm not the man. I gotta be, yeah. you know, and that's that's a lie straight from the pit of hell to society. 
to slow our culture down, to slow our education down, and to slow us down as a society. These lies, these false images portray these lifestyles that are not healthy for us anyway. It, it doesn't make for a healthy relationship. As a matter of fact, you can't have a healthy lifestyle listening to this and taking it literally, actually taking right. it seriously. Because yeah. when you go into corporate America, I I promise you, I don't it's one little guy, um, he's a rapper, I think he's from New York, um, Lil Punk or whatever his name is, um, with tattoos all over his face. If he was to ever dry up as a rapper and um go to corporate America to, to get a job, he would have to pull his pants up and how and I'm not even sure that they would hire him to do anything with all those tattoos on his face. So the thing <laughs> the, the thing I mean I mean I wouldn't want that representing my business or my company. If I'm a CEO and you coming to me talking about you want a job that I'm paying you eighty thousand dollars a year and all of us and you have these scratch marks and tattoos and spider webs and things like that on your face and arms and knuckles you got initials across your knuckles like i'm not fitting uh i don't see myself uh paying you eighty thousand dollars a year to come in here present yourself like that so all they can be they limited them, their sales to being a rapper and seducing the masses of people because they're, they're thinking this is what success looks like because this is what's cool at this present moment. But at the end of the day, um, to be honest, at the end of the day, all that stuff, if it's not, if what you do is not meaningful, if what, what you do and what you listen to is not meaningful and it's not rooted and grounded in Christ, then at the end of the day, it's going to burn. All your work is going to burn. Anything that's not, that's not solid, that doesn't have a solid foundation, Anything can happen in your relationship and it will just deteriorate your relationship, demolish it. Everything will go to waste. Is the best thing I can tell anybody who wants a true and healthy relationship is to uh, minus themselves from what the world's expectations of love is, minus themselves away from the expectations, what the family think love should be for them, and just come together one on one the one man one woman together and to actually sit down and talk about what is a relationship to me or to you and let's find out are we compatible let's find out do is this going to work let's find out the the lights and the what we have in common what we don't have in common and can we make it work let's come together because relationships by themselves are already hard enough to you know to navigate and to figure out those waters of relationship but it's even more of a distraction when you have music that going against it's going against your relationship when you have TV shows and internet and you have these, this pop culture, this um, reality TV that's all about self, self, self and not about the other person when you put, when you learn to put the other person needs and wants above your own and help them get to where they gotta go, then relationship real love will be established for you to have a healthy relationship that is amazing i just had to get that course because a lot of people don't realize how much and i didn't realize it you know when i was younger how much you does actually have an effect not only on children but on adults because i know better i know music can 
having an effect on me. And I was about to be on my my hot girl summer. I thought I was supposed to be walking around doing a hot girl summer from the city girls. And I didn't even know why. And I realized, you know, it's in my brain. And I'm like, society's telling me I'm supposed to do a hot girl summer. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so that's how, you know, easily you can get sucked in. <laughs> without even knowing it. So, um, and I'm just going to have um, one more question because I know your time is is limited. I have like a thousand of them, but I know you have to to go. I'm, so, I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> okay, good. I can ask like five more questions. All right. <laughs> so, um, I do have advice on, okay, so a lot of women, a lot of people listen to my podcast at night because I guess they're waking up, you know, going through, can't sleep because maybe they're thinking about their toxic relationship or their breakup. But what advice do you have for a woman and she's in a toxic relationship, for example, and maybe she wants to go to counseling, but her partner doesn't want to go to counseling or or vice versa, but there are two people in in a really toxic relationship and one person doesn't want to go to counseling or coaching because I promote that really hard because I'm a breakup coach. I help people get through their breakups and also... Uh, Michelle Obama, I read her book, and her and Barack Obama, they got marriage counseling when they were going through some small incidents, and then it worked out, and they're still together, and they're a great couple. So what do you, what, what does somebody do if their partner doesn't want counseling, and they're in a toxic relationship? Like, where do they, what do they do now? Well, when it comes to um, counseling, because I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm an ordained minister myself, so I do uh, recommend counseling and I do see the benefits of it but from a man's point of view I can ca- I can see why a man wouldn't want to go to counseling because it'll directly affect his ego but that's that's the price you pay when you want to get results so man I would encourage you to ask yourself what do you want more do you want to hold on more to your ego or do you want to hold on to the love of your life so it really just boils down to that simple question by itself. Are you willing to let this go to for the, you know, the survival of your relationship? Or are you too stubborn to, to actually go through a process or a program where no one's there to bash you, but only there to lift you up, to help you, and to get you through to the next stage of your life in your relationship? So the question really boils down to are are you willing to uh, are you willing to die to yourself and come alive to your relationship? Because once you put down your selfishness on what you think you want and you pick up what we want or you pick up what will be best for us, then us will thrive and self will die. And that's what you have to um that was, that's what you have to weigh, you know, that's more important. This goes for either men or women. You have to um, die to self and come alive to the truth of what the relationship really needs uh, for each other. Okay. And another question. And what do you think? And when toxic relationships happen, like the blame game happens a lot. Like people like to blame each other. Even the person that caused the toxicity likes to blame their partner for why they did what they did and it's just it's just like selfish but it happens a lot 
So how do you tell, how do you explain to people to get through the blame game if they're in a toxic relationship and take responsibility for themselves? Like what do they do for them and their partner if they're they're going through this? Exactly. You, you said, uh, you said the magic word, taking responsibility for your (laughs) actions. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, this is, um, to get through a toxic relationship and to actually turn this thing around, turn it. And if you want this relationship to be healthy again, to actually grow and go forward, you have to take responsibility. Both partners have to take responsibility for the actions that they both caused to get that relationship to the point that it's at, because it never started out that way relationships never never really start off on a bad foot because you're always trying to impress the other person by showing them your best side and I don't mm-hmm. even, right and I don't even want to use the word impress them but you want to give your best in the beginning because that's kind of that's just what we do you know as people as humans that's what we do but then I kind of uh, say that relationship dating is kind of like the cable company in the beginning you give the person your best, your best rates, your best deals, and you know, everything is low priced. But after the first year goes by and the next thing you know, all the interest rates kicks up, the the, the you got more cha- you got you getting less channels with more price. And it's it's like <laughs> what's going on? That's what happens in relationship. In the first year we giving each other our best, we put on our best faces. Almost nothing bothers us about the other person. You can do something. You won't even get on my nerves. Um, This and that. And the third. But once the second year rolls around, or after the first six months rolls around, it's like, you know, I'm okay. I'm starting to get used to a person. I'm starting... Uh, he's starting to nag me with this or she's starting to nag me with that and then you know you let your guard down here and you slip up and say something there and those small foxes I like to call it the small foxes those words that we say to our partners that hurt their that hurt their feelings that hurt their heart we must you know be willing to hurry up and fix those go back to them apologize for what we've said what we've done go back to the root of other thing, go back to the root cause because you don't want those small foxes to actually build up and to become a monster and and to take over your relationship and to the brink of breaking up and to the brink of a toxic relationship and then onto uh, the brink of never speaking with somebody else again. That's how hatred and bitterness is created. It's through a combination of small things. It never just happens overnight and it's never just over one thing, but it's a combination of the small things that takes time to accumulate that we never go back and fix because we don't think that we don't think it's big enough for us to get our attention to go back and fix and you never know the the smallest i'm sorry will go and fix a whole lot of stuff but when, if you refuse to say i'm sorry ladies then it won't fix anything <laughs> and then <laughs> now and fellas if you decide fellas if you decide not to uh take it serious with the words that you say then you're gonna you're gonna get what you're gonna get in return you know in return you have to realize that your words are just as powerful or even more powerful than your actual actions we can't expect to call our women out of their names and expect them to be okay with us that just doesn't work that way and it's it amazes me to see how me how men can think um that woman's supposed to just bounce back and be all that she can be for him 
if he's dogged her out, called her this, called her that, and the third, and made her feel any tiny bitty, itty bitty. We we gotta we gotta take responsibility for our actions. Go to the other person, say I'm sorry, man, and, and let her know, you know, you was right about this, I was wrong, I'm sorry. And let's go back to the root right now, and let's discuss this thing, and let's fix this thing from the root. And I'm pretty sure she would be more than happy to uh to oblige and to accommodate you with that. And y'all go back to the root, apologize to each other, work together to, for the common good. And that's how you're going to turn a toxic relationship into a healthy relationship. Always fix the small foxes. Never let the sun go down on your wrath. Never go to bed angry. Always, always, always get together before you close your eyes for the night. Talk about the day. Talk about how, you know, apologize. And let's talk about how we can make it better for the next day. Okay, that was great information. And one last question, because so what is, this is why this podcast started, because um, what I'm about to say is happening to a lot of women. So I have to just say it. So a lot of women are going through a situation as to where they've been with the guy for a while. And then all of a sudden, he, I guess, maybe wants to see if the grass is greener on the other side and he wants to be single again. And she doesn't know how to handle that. So she's trying to fix it, fix it, fix it. While all she's doing is pushing him further away. But in her mind, she has to fix it. And the relationship is just toxic. And they're both just kind of there. So, but she wants to fix it. And she's trying to figure out how does she fix it. But he's caught out there, not worried about that. So what is your advice for that? Because a lot of women, they cry at night because of that. They listen to my podcast because of that. And, you know, if they really want to fix it, what do they do if the guy's just not paying any attention? What What is your advice to them on that? Well, if you really want to fix your relationship and if you're going through and you just don't know what else to do, no, don't know where else to turn, I advise, and this is something I do personally, I advise everyone in the sound of my voice that's listening to me, to take it to prayer take it to God because mm-hmm. seriously regardless of what you believe where your faith is at regardless of um, how many miles away you think God is he's right in your heart take take what you you're dealing with tell God what exactly what you want ask God to fix that relationship ask God to touch your man and men, you do the same thing. Ask God to touch your woman if she's not the one willing to stick it out and try to fix uh-huh. the relationship. It, uh-huh. goes, it goes for both people. Prayer is one of the most powerful things we can do as human beings, not just as Christians or believers, but as people in general, because God made every person. And when he made Adam, he put a piece of himself in Adam and also in Eve. That, that means we all have a piece of God's DNA inside of us. There's a special ability in us to be able to tap and reach the throne room of God. So go to God with your tears. Go to God with your petitions and pray. I advise you to pray about it. And I advise you to do the necessary steps that I've talked about. Go back. See what, where did things go left. Try to think about. Remember how did we get to this point it's the small foxes 
if you go back to the root cause of any problem, you correct the root, you'll destroy the fruit. If you fix the root, you'll fix the fruit. It's I like to call it, it's the invisible root for the visible fruit. If you go back to the root cause, fix the issues, fix the problems. Find out if he wants to still fix the problem. If he's willing to fix it, listen to what he got to say. If he says you're not being submissive, then take that. Take, take what he's saying. Don't tell him, no, that's not true. Just take what he's saying, hush about it, and just say, okay, I'll look at that. Okay, I'll look at this. something that I've used in my personal life. I tell, okay, I'll look at that. Okay, and she's learning to say the same thing. So this is what I'm saying. Um, always go back to the root of a problem. Try to fix the root. If it's still, if that still doesn't work, and you're praying and you're petitioning, you're doing all you know to do, and you you cried your last cry, and you you you've given of yourself, you've given your money, your time, you bought gifts, and nothing seems to be working. Baby girl, it's sometimes sometimes in life we just have to know when to call a spade a spade. We just have to know when to 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 cut our ties. Now I know that's not something you want to hear, and it it never is, but God has somebody out here for you, specifically made for you. You just have to know that he hasn't forgotten about you. You have to know that he has someone out here made specially and wonderfully made and uniquely made for you. It's going to be your type. So if, you know, like I said, if you don't try everything, you don't went back to the root, you tried to make things right. If it's not working out, he he still thinks it's greener on the other side. If he thinks it's just gonna be better, or he's closed all doors connected to you, then let him go on about his business because you need to work and focus on your healing. And also, for because when God brings you your knight in shining armor, you're gonna be ready and be prepared to know exactly what to do with this next one and how to have a successful relationship. Amen. That's exactly how I feel. That is exactly how I feel. And I'm glad you are, you spoke with us today so everybody can get a man's point of view and you're definitely qualified to give this information. So thank you for um, coming on the podcast and speaking to my audience and giving great advice. Let me just um, let them know your Instagram again. It's, it's Kent Gant Jr. K E N C G A N C J R. The Twenty Three Heartbeats is his newest book, and you can go to his Instagram and click on the link in his bio because you definitely need this information. We all need this information on how to maintain healthy relationships for now, for the future, for our children, for our children's children. And it's just something that society needs to get in healthy relationships. So definitely get his book. And thank you, Kent, for speaking with us today and coming on. It was great having you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. It's my pleasure. We got to do this again sometime. Of course we will, Kent. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you everyone for listening and have a good night.